Welcome back to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, North America's largest EV festival coming to a major city near you. Welcome back to the Electrify News podcast. That's, that's what we're doing right. <laughs> Should we pull the e-brake on this podcast? Ooh, good, good. Uh, that's, that's, the pre-recording didn't make it into the show. Man, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's been a week, has it not? Man, it it's been a week, but it feels like it's been like three months, man. You were in Iceland, like we were talking about. So we were actually talking about your picture uh, in front of the Northern Lights on a different podcast that I was on, and they said, "Oh, you know, yeah." I was like talking to the guy, and we're talking about Electrify Expo and how exciting Austin is going to be and all this cool stuff. And he says, "Oh, you know, your your friend Matt Teske, he's in Iceland, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of a weird." Yeah, but it makes sense, you know, in the context we're talking about expo and you and I are kind of like the expo people. And he's like, Oh yeah, I was on Twitter and I saw this guy in front of the Northern Lights, and I go, Oh, that's Joe's friend. Oh, look at the Northern Lights. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that's Joe's friend. I was gonna say everything you've accomplished, all the magazine covers, all the fashion stuff, all of the you know, green space, e-mobility, industry leading thought leader stuff, and uh, you know, now you're Joe's friend. I'm Joe's friend. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's if, if if I was trying to reach the mountaintop, damn it, I'm there. Right? <laughs> that is that's that's as good as it gets, man. Well, yeah. but listen, I I think it it is worth saying you had a phenomenal trip. You were out there, um, you know, obviously as Chargeway uh, in in your other life mm-hmm. as the founder and CEO of what I truly in my heart believe is the best EV route planning app out there. And uh, I used another one this week just because I, I was trying to review it. And yeah. like, I had to give it back to them and just say, I, I can't review your product because it's so terrible. Ooh. Uh, well, yeah. You know, well, again, there's a lot happening in the space right now. And there's no a lot happening in the space right now. Yeah. Got to see who, you know, who has the best mousetrap when it comes to making it easy for people to know what they're doing. Right. But so. it's amazing how different a lot of these charging apps are like the, the one that i was working with i'm sure you can figure out who it is by talking about it but I, i'm not going to mention it it's, it lacks okay. decorum right but to plan the trip they said okay pick your starting point pick your end point i'm like okay fair enough then it was pick your vehicle and i'm like oh okay this is promising mm-hmm. and then it says this vehicle has a 220 mile range i was like it was 225 is what they said so mm-hmm where do you want to plan your stops? And then it said like a hundred miles, 80 miles, this and that. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? So then I put in like, well, if I'm just Joe blow and I've never had an EV before and I have 225 miles of range, I'm going to put 225 miles. <laughs> right. Right. I'm going to go to an empty man. I mean, I'll go. Yeah. Right. And then it says, okay, these are the, these, this is like where you're going to stop. So it tells you like, basically this exit, and then it shows you that there's like a whole bunch of chargers there mm. and that's it. Ooh. It doesn't tell you like it, it, if you, if you Point go, type, power, yeah, if you go stuff. into the individual little pins, right. Cause it's pins on a map. If you go into the individual pins, it'll say, you know, level one, level two, or it'll say the kilowatt hours. But it or kilowatts rather or yeah. kilowatts yeah it'll say the kilowatts uh, engineers would take my head off but if I didn't say yeah it's kilowatts then. as as they should yeah as they should but uh, yeah and it was just like okay there's no 
this is how long you're going to be there. There's none of this, like, there's no adjusting for speed. There's no adjusting yeah. for temperature. And like, you're spoiled when you're using chargeway and you're putting that in and you can, you know, and you see, you can adjust the things and you say, okay, I'm going to be going 80 and you see the range drop and you say, oh, it's going to be 90 degrees. And you see the range move that way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be able to say, this is where you should stop for the, and it, it tells you sometimes stop in an hour and then stop 20 minutes later and then you're done for the trip or then stop yeah. for an hour and a half. And then, you know, and, and the, the removal of that intelligence and placing the burden of intelligence on the user mm-hmm. was very, very sketchy. Cause I think as a user, I have no intelligence. <laughs> well, <laughs> you bring it up a good point, right? Is, is it, is how far do you force someone to think? Um, there was a great, uh, this makes me think of something that I saw at the conference I was at in, in Iceland, uh, which was, again, focused around energy branding. I mean, that's really what it was, an energy branding, energy communication. It's, in that sense, it's a very unique conference. It's been going on for about five years now. Um, and it's, you know, it's called the Charge Conference. And it really is focused on how do we communicate so much that's happening in the space of energy from the perspective of brand positioning, uh, equity of does your brand have the right equity to actually have the, the message of we know how we're talking about energy in a way that makes sense to you? Do you need to reimagine yourself as, a, as an entity? And that's related to utilities, um, you know, mostly utilities um, and, and various other, you know, like represented organizations that were there. But there was one presentation that was given by a woman uh, from a utility in New Zealand. And she had a slide that talked about kind of something I talk about all the time with, with uh, talking about chargeway and charging, which is. You know, how do people think and process information? Is it with logic or emotion? And there, the study, there's been other studies done about system, like system one and system two uh, brain processing and which one does the thinking for you. And system, I believe it was system one is the just knee-jerk reaction, don't have to think, just works. I, I, there's no processing. It just I, I inherently understand it. It's so simple. And then system two is I have to really register this and think and cognitively go through the, the steps of, of what I have to do in, to engage with this. And the two images that, you know, were side by side of this was, well, one is the, one is the rabbit and the other is the turtle, you know, like the, you know, the, the tortoise and the hare type example of one's quick, one's not. And yeah, that's, that's true. And if you, so to your example, if you got to go through all these steps and at the end, you're still thinking to yourself, okay, is, so this is just, I guess, show, I just show up at one of these chargers and it's going to do the work for me. That's great. But that's not the truth. That's not transparent right. enough. Right. So all that extra thinking you, you were already doing and then you'd inevitably find out you had to do would turn you off as a driver. So I, I think the, the, the part of it that was so shocking to me was like, they knew who I was. They knew who you were. They understood that I was familiar with it. And they were like, try this. Like, you think that's good. Try this. And I was like, never tried this. Have you? <laughs> Like you, well, just, actually, like you just kind of think you under like you see the colors and numbers and you're like, I get it. And then you've never tried it. No, but this true. is your I, fault. Okay. This is your fault. You should have the ability for people to try it and play with it online before they download it. Cause then everybody would download the app. Well, we, yeah, we're, we're working on the web platform and, and it does exist in dealer sites and, and you know, some utility sites and things like that. So that's true. I agree yes. with you. We need to, we need to provide some better exposure there. Um, you know, like, <laughs> Steps at a time, right? Um, uh, <laughs> you mean you don't have a billion dollars in VC funding to just flip the switch on something like that? It, it somehow didn't happen that way, you know. Try as we might, I will say on on one of my flights back, though. Uh, so one of the other things I was I was fortunate to do this week was meet with the uh, 
North American Car Truck of the Year uh, jurors that were you know testing vehicles and, and going through the process for that, and with the with the intent of explaining how EV charging works. A third of the vehicles that were at uh, at uh, the testing this this year were were electric, were plugins, um, and which is great. And so, but went to Detroit, so flew back from Reykjavik, literally didn't even go home, flew back to Detroit and had that presentation, uh, but had the opportunity to chat with a lot of different people there. And on the way back on my flight, I sat next to a gentleman who said, hey, what are you doing in town? We got to talking, making small talk on a plane as you do. But I mentioned what I do and, you know, and, and he said, wait a minute, pulls out his phone, pulls out, a, he says, yep. I've got the Chargeway app on my phone. No, that's so cool. Yeah. And, and I, I was like, oh, wow. So you have an EV? He goes, yeah, I sure do. And we got to talking about you know, different details around that. So it was very nice to have a conversation with someone who isn't necessarily in the space, but could say, hey, I've, I've referenced what you guys offer and this is why I like it. And it was very nice to see that. So To see the, the EV charging conversation happen in the wild. We had, I had a very similar experience to you when we did Electrify Expo in New York and you kind of became this like impromptu rental car explainer at that one charging station where you like told oh, yeah. the Tesla guy how to do it. You explained it to this guy. We had a, uh, we ran into a couple and I, I, I went up to him because they had a lucid air and mm-hmm. I just wanted to see, I, I, I literally had no interest in them as human beings because I'm the dirtbag human being that I am. I so, want to talk to you about your car. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to talk. Just like, Hey, can I crawl around this thing like a toddler while you stand there charging it? And it wouldn't <laughs> charge. It wouldn't charge. And the guy was saying how, it, you know, he's at home and it was had some kind of error for charging that it wouldn't work on his home charger. So they mm-hmm. told him to bring it here to charge it up. He just got the car. He had just picked it up and <laughs> he's got it plugged in to the fast charger. And it's like, you know, preparing to charge, preparing to charge preparing for like 10 minutes. And it never started charging. And like, this guy was so cool. He was like older guy retired. He's just like, yeah, you know, that's what happens when you buy these new cars. I'll just have him come and pick, you know, pick it up and fix it. It won't be a problem. I was well, like, all, it's probably also one of his many cars. I was going to say he probably yeah. has like eight cars. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I would lose my mind. I would well, lose my mind if I, if the power window was too slow. <laughs> that's the thing is depending on where you're at in your, in your status in life is, is, uh, is buying an EV, your only car and your only mode of transportation. You have to hundred percent rely on it. Or is it something that's part of your stable? That is just a statement piece statement. for for when you're out driving on a Sunday, you know. And and again, I was on to, Sunday. <laughs> well, that's funny. Well, it, it it speaks to the recent announcements that came uh, through this week from you know, some of the vehicles that were announced uh, and some of the MSRPs we're seeing from them. Ooh, you know, yeah, we is, had um, the Cadillac, the Rolls Royce, uh, and then the, the GMC Sierra that came out today. That one, I I assume, is going to be an eighty ninety thousand dollar truck. Well, it's interesting if you look at the information they provide. Is that they they so for GMC this year, you know, Denali is as you know, for from a trim perspective, is what they're saying is so early twenty twenty four. That's when they're saying the first the first trucks will be available. Those are going to be one hundred and eight thousand dollars essentially. But inevitably, they want to offer this this truck as a fifty four thousand dollar truck as an entry level type. So it'll have this high level trim. So it's very akin to what we've seen brands like you know like Tesla. Hey, here's a hundred thousand dollars something such. And it's yeah. with the intent that one day we'll offer something cheaper. So they're yeah. they're going through the motions of that right now. But but the the Celestique, if I'm saying it correctly, I, I know that there was some you know some some tweets about how to say it right. 
I mean, that's I know this is an audio show, but you might have heard my eyes roll back in my head. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you can't make up a word and then complain when people say it differently. Celeste IQ. Yeah, right. You know, uh, but I guess lyric is also spelled with a Q. Yeah. I don't know. But, but they're all, but, so not only are they all ending with a Q, so they're all made up words, but they're all caps. So, like, yeah. is it the Cadillac lyric? <laughs> Why are you yelling at me about this car bottle? Um, relax. relax. Which that car? That, that that car. The the lyric in person. I will say was was I, I liked it better in person than I did in the photographs uh, when I had a chance to see it. But but back to the the idea of what these cars are priced at. Then you look at the you know this new caddy. It's a three hundred thousand dollar hand built EV. Coach built. Yes. Coach well, it built. says yeah, hand built on the on the thing. Yeah. And so these are, you know, I, I understand what's happening, you know, from a, from understanding the industry and how this has to move forward uh, for, you know, getting brand, you know, getting the brand to recognize what this product can be, understanding the, the price issue of getting ramped up to produce these products and offer them. But then what is the response from the general public is the hopeful intent is like, no, I, I'm an average person. I can buy this. Unlike the gentleman you ran into who's loose was having an issue. And he just said, ah, it's no big deal. It's like, yeah, that's right now who we're going to see buying some of these even newly introduced vehicles. And let's be fair. They were introduced. They were not delivered upon. These are vehicles are still 18 Correct. to 24 to 36 months out. So it, as bizarre as this is that that 1800 horsepower Pininfarina is actually been delivered. Like two of them have been delivered in the US, <laughs> which is like, OK, your three million dollar hyper exotic is here now that yeah. Ferrari looked at this design and said. I don't think we can make a business case for it. And Pinafrina was like, all right, well, we'll make it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do it ourselves. And, and yeah, that's, that's, we built the X19. How hard can this be? <laughs> well, and, and this is these are conversations that average people just simply they don't even have. Most people don't know what Pinafrina even is. You know, they're, that's they're, true. Who, who's this? And if they do, if they do have anything that they've ever touched in their life that might represent that company and brand, it's the the Coke freestyle machine that's been at Burger King that they used, which was designed by them, you know? So, wow. That is a deep cut, man. That is like automotive industry knowledge, like four, four forty or something. <laughs> that's like a, that is like a graduate level class. Oh man. But that's, that's what we're talking about here. These people are filling up their, you know, their 20 ounce soda with something that's from that, that era. And yeah. world, other people are buying cars. A normal person would have said a Hot Wheels Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I delved deep into that one. I was I was dumping some very random knowledge there, but, but this, so speaks to, this speaks to what people are talking about now. Is, is you know vehicles? It's great to see more EVs coming to market. I would say in quotes coming to market. But what is it representing for who can actually get these vehicles in the near term from some of these major brands that are you know starting to get into the EV fight? And it's going to be some time. Uh, for, you know, yeah. for everyday people. But so. you know, what's interesting is like, I, I was talking about this with somebody and they, they made a really good point and I wish it would have been recorded. They were saying like, you know, a oh, $300,000 Cadillac. And I was like, yeah, but you know, that's a, they're going to lose money on that. Number one. But the, the comment that they made was, yeah, well they, that $300,000 Cadillac is paying for a bunch of $30,000 Equinoxes. And the art, yeah, and the and the argument on the other side of that too is the reason why we're still building gas guzzling SUVs is because the money we get from those can help subsidize and pay for this development of all the EV products we're looking to you know, bring to market, right? So yeah, I mean, I have a hard time accepting that. I think if you if you oh, so do I. if you were really concerned about 
I mean, think of all the billions and billions of dollars that the United States has spent this year just rebuilding from climate change that is driven by those big SUVs. And then think about all the human costs of, you know, the just having what effectively is a military empire in the Middle East with, you know, air force bases and army bases and naval ships in the Gulf. And like all of that gets paid for by us so that we can have cheap, dependable gasoline for these giant SUVs. I mean, if you just took a third of that money and said, we're going to put this all into new clean, effective vehicles, you would need yeah. to sell a single giant eight passenger diesel, you know, or, or twin turbo V6 SUV anymore to mm -hmm. subsidize the EVs. Cause it'd be paid for. Well, and that's and also that's free college and healthcare. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're in a place where, so much is happening as it relates to people becoming, I think, exposed to more of the details of how the, you know, functionally what we've had as a, as a society for transportation and other things has got us to where we are, that it's not like a great awakening in that sense, but people are kind of <laughs> right. getting, they're kind of going, wait, that's how that's been working forever. You know, um, I, I mean, honestly, the, the two taxis I took in, in Reykjavik were both pure electric cars. Oh, wow. And, were they Teslas? Uh, one was a Tesla. One was a Mercedes EQS. Oh, um, that's a car, yeah. man. That's how'd oh, you I, like that? Well, I got in, I was like, wow, man. I was like, great taxi, you know. And but the gentleman I spoke to uh that was driving it said very clearly, he said, I talk to people all the time that come in, you know, that are tourists that come to visit here from various parts of the world and obviously from the States. And I, you know, when when they use I've had people ask about the car and they've talked about, you know, how it works, but then they they say they complain about the price of gas in the States, for example, and I have to remind them, whatever you're complaining about double that yeah. that's how much it costs here for gasoline and i have to and they they seem shocked and he's and, he, and he's like and i tell them look in the states you have a very subsidized experience when it comes to gasoline ever especially in europe it is a very different experience and it has been for a very 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 long time oh yeah it's always been and, like eight dollars a gallon i mean even when we were kids it was all because you're talking there like you know it's like whatever it is uh you know a 150 euro per liter and that was yeah. That was in the nineties. Yeah. And, and so these, these things that again, you know, go out and see the world, you know, expose yourself to new information. And, and How dare you? We only go yeah. to Walmart. <laughs> well, and that's part of the, the battle that's happening. This again, makes me think back to the, to the, to the conference I was at in, in about how we communicate these things. Yeah. Uh, and it was a big part of the conversation I had with, with the, with representatives from the, from NACTOY uh, for North Korean car truck of the year is how do we communicate not the car, but the fuel. And how do we help people understand that? And I think when more compelling products are coming, and obviously the, the announcements from GM this week with, with regard to you know, GMC and Cadillac, I mean, that's a big deal. Um, there's more, there's now evidence coming out that, oh my gosh, the Tesla semi-truck is going to be delivered to, you know, to Pepsi and other major companies here by end of year. And so we're seeing a lot of these promises being kept. Some of it is taking a while. These new promises from brands like GM, we'll see how it comes to light and the timing that they're talking about. Um, it, it, it's just, there is not enough, um, transparency in my opinion around how this will translate to everyday people's lives. And that's, I'm glad there's, I mean, I was excited to be part of conversations like that this week. It was very inspiring, um, because I don't think it's happening enough, but then that lends to, I think, opportunity for how the conversation can go, uh, in Austin at industry day, uh, for electrify expo. Um, I think, well, you're I think moderating, into those conversations. yeah, you're moderating a couple of those conversations. And of course you and I are, are, you know, we're, we're the show let's face it. 
Well, we are the voice of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, am, I, am I moderating or am I, am I just there to, to lend my two cents? I, I, I'm, I'm I think there's there's one there's at least one panel that you're like kind of the 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 overseer right and that's the the EV this is actually a good time to talk about this so we're doing industry day in Austin that's going to be November 11th at Circuit of the Americas it's a tremendous show we're going to have executives from Volvo General Motors Bridgestone Bosch we're going to have the uh, chief analyst from S and P Ernst and Young we're going to have uh, consumer reports going to be there like like big big people are going to be there. And um, I, I don't know how we got them there, but I think it's it's probably because of Matt. He's just Because uh, of me. I'm, <laughs> there are some people behind the curtain that make Expo Expo, and I assure you that I was not the one pulling those strings. <laughs> you're, you're not the one behind the curtain. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But they don't know any of that. So I yeah. know that there's an EV ecosystem panel that's going to be really interesting. And it's got some people who are stakeholders in the sense that they are on the utility side. Uh, it's yeah. going to be, I believe your friend, uh, Amy is going to be on there from Austin energy, Amy, mm-hmm. Ashley, uh, yeah. to be Duncan McIntyre is going to be on that panel. Uh, Duncan's got a really neat product. It's essentially a, uh, it's an electrification as a service solution for local municipal, uh, municipalities to mm-hmm. electrify their fleets that takes the burden of that initial purchase off of them. And enables them to subscribe to these EVs on kind of a per mile basis. So that's a that's a really neat thing. And how they're working with another company that's going to be there on a microgrid solution that effectively uses the municipal fleet when it is idle yeah. uh, as a backup into the grid. So all yeah. of this in kind of like a concerted ecosystem and how Chargeway can help that and how the language of Chargeway rather can help. Sure drive that conversation in a meaningful way i think that's going to be a really exciting panel and then you're on another panel that um uh, let's just say i'm not really sure what role you're going to play but you're always entertaining (laughs) and clever and you can always be depended upon to deliver a good show and we're kind of hoping that's what you do this time i'm glad (laughs) that's the way it's been prepped so no but i'm I'm excited we don't know what's going to happen here but we know matt can make it good so he's going to be there well, and, and part of that too is is what you know. What are the conversations like? These the conversations are so complex, and 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 most of the you know opportunities to get a lot of industry folks together, it, it shines a light on that further. Uh, yeah. that, that there's and, and unfortunately, oftentimes and sometimes you know there will be these little rabbit holes that that panels and conversations can go down at you know at conferences that might not necessarily lend to exposing and discussing like are we actually getting this done the right way so that the public will appreciate all the hard work we've done as a collective as collaborators as industry coming together to make these products functionally useful um so and, you and mentioned rabbit holes i've already got one planned for the radio flyer guy oh really that's so exciting. radio <laughs> flyer this is a great brand obviously we all know the little red wagon if you've ever been to a farmer's market, you've seen the radio flyer thing. They are now making a line of e-bikes. They just came out with their uh, mobility scooter. They're going to have another product for us uh, that they're going to unveil, I think, at uh, Electrify Expo Industry Day. That's going to be very exciting. I've seen it because, uh, uh, full disclosure, I live like right next to the factory. So like I just go there. Like they're still I was going to say, point. You, you, yeah, I was gonna say you're, you're like at the fence, like knocking. Like, guys, let me in. No, you have to because yeah, they won't. There's like a security thing. The fence opens. They walk you in. You have to sign an NDA. It's a whole thing. I just oh, walk past right. it at this point. They're like, we know you've signed it. Just go. You're <laughs> like the kid that always goes to the store when he's little in the summertime and doesn't have anything better to do. It's like, I'm just going to go hang out where they have ice cream. Well, Maybe they'll they, give me one. So, <laughs> they do have ice cream. 
<laughs> no, no, they do. They have like a, this little uh, employee cafe. It's got soft serve. It's really good. I'll take you next time you're in Chicago. I was going like, to say, like, how You're bringing you friends know? now? It's like, yeah, I'm bringing people. What are you thinking? No, because yeah. my daughter, uh, they, they invite her to test drive the the kids' toys, the ride-ons. That's fun. Okay. Yeah, it's That's really cool. cool. It's 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 really neat. So um, I love so the rabbit guys. hole we were talking about, though, this rabbit hole. That right. We were gonna so go everybody yeah. of a certain age, they talk about the Radio Flyer memory. Like, what's your fondest memory of Radio Flyer? And they talk about this little red tricycle that they had. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I loved this tricycle. It had the streamers and it had the wooden board in the back and all that. Radio mm-hmm. Flyer never made a tricycle. Interesting. They ne- But everybody remembers riding that red and white tricycle with like the red pedals and the whole deal. We all re- you're making a face you like picture- you remember it. You can picture, you can picture it. it. Yeah. 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 They never made it. It never existed. It's this weird collective. It's it's like the Berenstein Bears. Uh, now uh, it's there yeah, today. The, yeah, yep. it's it's a weird Berenstein? Mandela effect. Yeah. So like yeah. in 2017, they were like, they finally said, you know what? Screw it. And they brought in a bunch of people and said, describe it to us. Draw it. Like draw the one the one that you remember. Like, can you yeah. draw it? And they took all of that and then they said, and now here it is. And they just put it out there as like the radio flyer tricycle, the one you remember. And it's like their number one selling thing now. That's awesome. I mean, well, I know. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. That speaks to paying attention to the, you know, the customers that are saying something about your brand and what they, what they appreciate. About My, um, I, I gotta, I gotta give a plug for where I went to college in Spokane, Washington at, at Gonzaga, Ooh. where uh, they have a gigantic radio flyer wagon like downtown at no. like the riverfront part. It's huge. That's like, awesome. if you want to, yeah, it's one of the coolest things and you, you can't miss it when you're downtown. So every time I think of the brand, I always think of that right there in downtown Spokane. And, but to, but to how other people remember things and like you said, the, you know, that the, the Berenstein Bears example, like, no, it's, it's, this is how it's spelled. It's, no, it's, it's got an A in it. And, and just the collect the, the, you know, the, the hive mind of like, no, 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 we all have that radio yeah. flyer tricycle. Like, well, like how, it was like the Nintendo, like the original Nintendo Entertainment System. So mm-hmm. it's like everyone under forty, just tune out. This isn't for you. How yeah. did we all know to blow into the cartridge to make it work? There was no internet. <laughs> there was no like technical manual. Nobody sent us anything in the mail. But we yeah. all figured that out at the same time. And what's interesting is I had a conversation about that actual action, that act of having a Nintendo uh, at uh, when I was in Detroit uh, this week. And one of the things about That's that cool. act was not that you were blowing dust out of the cartridge is that when you did that enough times, there was just enough spittle from your mouth that got onto the contactors of the cartridge. And that's what made it work. Wow. Science. <laughs> I, yeah. So last thing, and then we'll sign off. We'll call it a show. Uh, you know, the Honda Honda showed their first, U.S. market BEV is the Prologue. It's yep. an SUV. It's about the size of a CRV, a little bit bigger. Five mm-hmm. passenger, right in the heart of that midsize SUV mainstream market. Pricing is right. Everything is beautiful. And then way down in the bottom of the fine print is that it's a GM Ultium platform. Yeah, well, but Honda and GM had announced that they were going to be collaborating on that yeah. previously. So, yeah. so when I even saw the vehicle was announced, I, I you know, in, in, in the industry, I knew, okay, this is probably one of their first collabs. Um, yeah. And I will say, you know, looking at that vehicle, it, you know, inside and outside, what you get from, what I got from it, at least, I, I saw others respond in this fashion was, this isn't, you know, an overly exciting vehicle to look at, but think about what 
Honda CRV and HRV as vehicles as examples and pilots have provided to families who've needed a functional vehicle in that fashion for a long time. Oh, yeah. This speaks to that marketplace in a way that it was, I think, perfect. It's it's not a hyper departure from what they've known. It has the same functionality for you know getting in, getting out, what it can haul and and, and do for the family. And I think it's I, I think it'll be a very good entrant uh, to EVs uh, to the EV space. Um, it's just going to have to perform when it comes to range and, and charging speed, in my opinion. But aside from that, I think it really checks the boxes for people that are like, you know what, that just looks like it would work for me, and it doesn't make me it doesn't make me feel like I'm doing something different. I think in that sense, it was a it was a, I, a good I, approach. Agree a hundred percent. Do you think it's weird to see a Honda with six lug bolts? I didn't even see that detail. <laughs> There's six, just like the just like the um, it, it's the same bolt pattern on the wheels as the Hummer and the uh, yeah. Silverado. So like, it's That's trippy. interesting though because it, because from a platform size perspective, you think it's more equivalent to like the Blazer EV or the Equinox EV. But that also has um, six. They all, okay, so that's the thing is I hadn't noticed that those had six on those. Yeah, that's it's weird because like Honda until really recently still had four bolt lugs on like the Civics and Accords. Oh man, four by hundred, baby. Back in the day. Four by hundred, that's right. I mean, when, when Honda came out, yeah, when they did the five one twelve, I thought that was really weird. Oh I gosh. Like, I mean Yeah. Every Honda in the nineties was four by hundred. Didn't matter, didn't matter. Your buddy could be like, bro, like my this set of wheels I've had for six months. I want to how often did it happen? Total, this is an aside, but how often oh, did it happen in the computer world where you'd have someone who had a set of wheels on their on their car for who knows how long, eight months, six months, maybe a year, and then the tires would be shot. And instead of going and buying new tires, they're like, you know, there's a really good package from Tire Rack or from, or from Summer. I can get new wheels and tires for basically the same price. So I was going to get brand new wheels again. And then they would off their, hey, I got some four by hundreds. <laughs> who wants them? That's and it. Boom, you had the guy who just got his car and was basically broke. was like, yeah, I could probably stretch those tires for another 10K. Yeah, I'll take those off your hands. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, I mean, growing up, that's what it was, you know. So, yeah, once that started to swap out with the 5 by 112 and, you know, and make yeah, it. I looked it up. It's work. actually 5114. I never had a five lug Honda. I couldn't tell you. And it's 5 by 114, uh, 5 by 114.3, if yeah, I recall the exact. It's something weird. Yeah. I, know, I so. never would have. It's almost like it's a. I bet that's metric. I'm sorry, not metric. I bet that. I bet that's imperial. There's there's some kind of there's something there in inches because these are made in Ohio. Oh well, all, all I do know is that even when you get done with that, it's just like, what's your offset on these things? And and you know, once you start talking offset, no four by hundred was the way to go. It's been downhill ever since. It's been downhill ever since. <laughs> but but to that point, are we going to see swapping from Prologue Honda Prologue to? Uh, a Hummer EV, probably not when it comes to wheel swapping. Dude, so, so you so th- the first, the absolute first mod that someone's going to do with one of these, they're going to put Hummer wheels on it with those big AT grabber tires, and they're going to call it an Overlander. <laughs> I called it here. This is like the Lightning. This is like the Charger. I predicted this. This is yeah. a prediction. Write this one down. Someone's they're going to do this as like some concept off roader. And it's just going to be the Hummer wheels and tires on the same thing. It's going to be fine. <laughs> All right. For, and yes. then you'll see, no. and then you'll see six by one twenties on uh, eBay the next day. <laughs> well, no, I was about to say like, and my stalker's got to go. And someone's going to go, who has this bolt pattern? No one. <laughs> right. <laughs> nobody. Some dude yeah. in Equinox is going to be like, Oh, <laughs> pretty solid. Put those prologue wheels on Equinox. That's but it. this speaks, this speaks to where we're going is tuning in EVs. I'm psyched. Let's do it. I mean, oh, we're going to have, we're going to have uh, the tuner cars at Austin 
for the that's, first time. That's, yeah, that part, that element, I'm really psyched on is to see kind of what's happened. And we did, we did, you know, meet some people, you know, recently this year that you know, there's a lot of people that have been doing it on the Tesla side, but you know, tuning Teslas. We're going to start seeing it more as more obviously, you know, EVs come to market that are you know obtainable by mainstream people. Yeah. But I think there's, we'll see. There's going to be an ID four there that's going to be slick. Yeah. Well, that's that's. So, I mean, I'm game for that. I'm sorry. All right. Thanks for listening to the Electrify podcast brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo. Be sure to catch full video episodes on YouTube at Electrify TV and follow along on social media for daily clips and more.